if you like the intimacy of our conversations, if you're inspired by it, if you're learning how to speak sex with us, please consider supporting our podcast. It's uh, free content on every streaming app and it's also free of ads. We do not want our conversation to be affected or corrupted by the outside influence of advertisers. We want to keep it intimate and real. And for that, we need your help. If you go to speaksexpodcast.com or if you look at the bottom of the profile page on your streaming app or if you go on the Speaksex Podcast Instagram and hit the link tree, the support button will pop up right away. Consider making a monthly donation of like $1, $3, $5 a month. Just put it on your credit card the way that you might give money to your political candidate. It's the same concept and that would keep us going much longer. It will keep us growing, buying equipment, building a team. And if you do not want to commit to supporting us with a minimum amount every month, please consider donating at same places. There is the donate button and then you can make a one-time contribution through PayPal toward our growth and our survival and our becoming a movement and our joint liberation. So support us so we can help set you free. And thank you. Love you. We will love you just as much whether or not you help us and speak sex. Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Eve Eurydice. I'm your sex whisperer here on the podcast world. And um, my guests today will discuss with me a little more about sex education, what is available out there and how we can become more aware, open, and conscious in our practice, very our practice, open up to sex and um, you know, find the ways to love ourselves, our bodies and our lovers' bodies um, outside like the cliche, you know, beyond, not outside, but <laughs> beyond the cliche that, you know, we kind of all like take for granted or see on porn sites or, you know, whatever we, <laughs> we find our sex knowledge since the, there's no such thing as sex ed in school, in the world. Anyway, so... Um, Thank you for coming, Avril and Maya. So mm-hmm. Avril Louise Clark um, yeah. is a sexologist and sex educator. She's from Miami and she works for the Sex Academy, which is uh, the first academy of sexuality in Spain. It's based in Barcelona, but it provides like sex education in cities around Spain. Mm. It was founded in 2012 and um, it gives weekly workshops and it's officially launching here in Miami in January, which is exciting. Um, So we will find out a little bit about what like the sex curriculum of a sex academy is, what it involves and why you might want to, you know, take some time and uh, take workshops. And then um, my other guest is Maya or Maya, mm-hmm. <laughs> for simple, mm-hmm. uh, Rodriguez. She is. Uh, she was born in Bosnia. She was there for the civil war. She has traveled the world since and graduated from University of Virginia. And now she's a wife and mom to three children uh, here in Miami, in Kendall, where she has also opened um, a holistic healing place called Maya's Place, <laughs> mm-hmm. and which 
you know, offers, again, um, kind of like workshops and lessons for finding a more evolved relationship with your body. So mm -hmm. she's a Reiki master, spiritual healer, motivational speaker, all that. And she also published the book Grenades as Lullabies, which is her memoir yes. from her childhood in Bosnia. Mm -hmm. So welcome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So my first, um, you know, something that I always feel it is important to begin with, you know, in, especially for listeners who are relatively new, um, is that we're doing this because we are, do not ever learn about sex at any stage of our mm -hmm. lives, mm -hmm. except in the in the in the in the sense of forbidden of no, right? Yes. <laughs> so we're born innocent mm -hmm. and therefore innocently sexual, yeah. and. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, sex is one of like the few fundamental needs of our species that haven't changed, no matter how you know much like civilized bullshit we add on to our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, but like sex is real. <laughs> it you know it's been there from the beginning. We needed to keep existing. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like drinking and eating and like going to the bathroom and sleeping. It's one of like the most basic needs that we share with all of our animal brothers yeah. and Correct. sisters. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we have like complicated, yeah, we've complicated every gift of the gods, including, you know, sex. <laughs> so, you know, the more our mind has gotten into the experience of sex, you know, the more we've like messed it up. Um, but let's, if, if we were to go back to like the prelingual state when we were tiny mm -hmm. people, <laughs> mm -hmm. tiny new people. Um, we we were, were all that way when we're new to the world and that was the same 5,000 years ago or 10,000 years mm -hmm. ago or 200 years ago, or, right? So the way that then we were socialized has changed depend on, depending on the culture, mm -hmm. the era. Uh, sometimes much, much harder for women, uh, recently, you know, a little better. But, you know, overall, th there is a lot of um, social bondage and social restriction that takes place for reasons that if you, if we all, mm -hmm. you know, sit down and, and think about them dispassionately mm. and and just logically, as if it weren't us, but like, something else that we were interested in or studying, mm -hmm. they would make no sense. <laughs> you know, so for reasons that make no sense, uh, if you forget about you know, your like, upbringing and God and right and mm -hmm. wrong and you know, what people will say uh, and all mm -hmm. that other stuff, mm -hmm. like, were we to remove all that extra the subconscious programming that we <laughs> come right. up with. Right. Yeah. And not so subconscious. Mm. In the, I mean, the, the, yeah, the programming. The programming. It hits us on our subconscious, mm -hmm. yes, because we're so young. But it's there. But it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not like, it's it's extreme and like yeah. in your face. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's just the way how the subconscious is, you think you're that way, but you're not understanding that it is all that influx of everything or right. how you approach things. Right. So, exactly. right. It's, yeah, so it's, and, and so all of us, made that transition um, from being open, open to being naked mm -hmm. and, 
and open to, you know, being touching Touch. mm-hmm. and feeling things and feeling hunger for food, feeling thirsty for water, mm-hmm. feeling hunger for intimacy mm-hmm. to, you know, learning language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then language is the first um, controlling mechanism. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then learning the moral values, the, you know, the, sign, the signifiers right. that go with the signs, which are the words. Um, and, and all of our early education, so let's say from age two, I guess, until, well, most formative until age like five or mm-hmm. six, mm-hmm. but then everything after that as well has been based on no. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't, you know, like, mm-hmm. sit with your legs crossed. Don't open your legs, you know, don't, mm-hmm. whatever. Don't, 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 don't. It's not ladylike. It's not, you know, godly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not proper. Correct. It's shameful. You will be uh, shunned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even the fact that we are here, three women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about sex. Right, talking about <laughs> sex, working in, a f- in fields related yeah. to Absolutely. sex. Mm-hmm. Means that we, on individually, each one of us has had to overcome that. Absolutely. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't have. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we are having sex. <laughs> We're no. Talking about sex, you know, exactly. doesn't mean that like that's what we do all day long, <laughs> but there are so many misconceptions yeah. because of the lack of education and also a voice. Exactly. So the reason for the podcast, and uh, you know, is that uh, I, I feel that w- what I call speaking sex um, is is a language for sexuality that we haven't developed yet, mm. um, and finding words and and you know familiarity mm-hmm. uh, with the experience of discussing what we do sexually with each other mm. is is a, you know the first step to the actual sexual revolution definitely because what yes. happened like with the early you know feminists i mean they 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 did what they they did so much for us <laughs> you know they they found the clitoris for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did so much, you know, they, they told us we could actually get, or hope to get equal pay. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, a huge amount of progress that has been made. But on the one-to-one intimate level, yeah. you know, at the, at the level of what happens after the seduction, after the foreplay, uh, after the, the, the verbal consent, which we just recently, like, Achieve thanks to me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God. You know, yeah. and then what happens like when the lights go out? Uh. That is still no man's land. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Strange. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel that you know, in a way, because it's something that the patriarchy, the system, the culture, the society has not overregulated like everything else. It's actually prime for us to take it over and say, okay, this is how we should be talking when we're naked and exposed or feeling exposed and having sex, you know, and we don't need to pretend like we're taken over by some like animal nature and don't, can't speak, can only moan and, mm-hmm. you know, have to like continue insanely passionately until one or both like orgasm. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully both orgasm unless yes. one gives up and fakes it. And we know, you know, <laughs> we know which gender that ladies. would be. <laughs> yes. My goodness. I know. The oh, and, the, and the, you know, the reason women fake <laughs> orgasms is that um, 
they feel guilty. Yes. You know, they feel guilty like asking for giving direction. Yes. <laughs> they feel guilty, you know, having the man like work a tiny bit. It's not even work. It should be extreme pleasure, right? Yes. But still, we don't think that. We think what we do is pleasing others and that's like right. Yeah. But we feel we don't deserve to, you know, to like be pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I don't know, you know, the fact that so many women still fake orgasms is, is just criminal, but they do. We do. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but we, we do as women. There's so many. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think that's that's a huge issue in itself, yeah, it's a huge right? Issue I think it's, it also comes down to, as what you were saying, the, the point of this podcast is to open up that communication because mm-hmm. we need to find the words. We need to have open communication mm-hmm. in the bedroom, outside the bedroom, mm-hmm. um, in a workshop, in a class. We need to make it more normalized to mm-hmm. talk about sex mm-hmm. because if we're able to sit here on this couch today mm-hmm. and talk about sex mm-hmm. and use the word clitoris, use the mm-hmm. word orgasm, mm-hmm. pleasure, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be more likely be able to use it in our in the bedroom Absolutely. too with our partners. I mean, I don't like to use the term in the bedroom. I think you can do it wherever you want, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, in the proverbial bedroom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the couch, in the yeah, car, yeah, whatever, <laughs> on the kitchen, kitchen table, yes. <laughs> whatever uh, goes, yeah, just, yeah, it opens up that floodgate, right? It's it's so liberating to be mm-hmm. able to talk about sex, mm-hmm. even just with a, a friend or mm-hmm. a partner mm-hmm. or your family, mm-hmm. uh, your children, and again, our theories, yeah. you know, I think that this comes back to like. The reason the patriarchy has controlled women for yes. so many thousands of mm-hmm. years, which is, you know, women are like the sex gender, right? Mm-hmm. Women mm-hmm. have this magic of, of giving birth. Mm-hmm. Men don't. And so how do we, like, you know, somehow control this ineffable, uncontrollable, you know, superhuman... Superhuman gift, yeah. yeah <laughs> gift, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that one of the ways is to... I mean, you know, there have been myriad ways, you know, the language we speak, the laws, Mm. the ways we think are all geared in that direction, right? Mm. To, to in in a sense, like protect civilization Mm. from sex. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But um, especially in in the sexual practice, the way that this is presented is when you're sexual, you're not you. (laughs) You know, you're like taken over right. by like the instinct the lowly instinct you know the you know the lowly animal side that like can't code right. or right. you know can't use the ATM whatever I don't know so <laughs> that's like the split yeah. so it's that's like incredible. our you know our mm-hmm. like mind that has achieved so much like you know this fucking you know mm-hmm. Conto Canyon on a fake beach that the US Corps of Engineers created right but <laughs> you know and then like the lowly vagina right, right? <laughs> that just wants to like you know have a good have time fun. and yeah. have fun and maybe make babies <laughs> I think yeah. it's such you know? a big thing because and, and you know I, I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is just so much deeper than just the word sex because what happens is that intimacy um, is we don't speak to each other anymore no, in general about yeah. anything. Right. Yeah. So what a better you know a, a better subject than be like okay let's let's start with sex and and yeah. and the thing yeah. about I think is, is this vulnerability point of view right. exactly. that nobody wants to open up and just go with it and yet that is deliberating that's the liberation of you because it's not only in the bedroom couples don't speak to each other in general and and it's just and, and it's the, I feel it's connected to everything they're not energetically 
physically connecting with you know discussing anything you know there's things open to assumptions there are things open to you know and nobody's communicating of course people are not going to get along of mm-hmm. course you're not going to come because you know what maybe you need to go to the left a little bit maybe you like to watch a little porn maybe That's you like so to funny. see can something. i say something i mean it's always to the left yeah. for me <laughs> I mean, so is mine so is mine know, right? and i'm glad to be ta- to open this you know and of course you know i'm from europe so you're telling me about naked i mean right. I, i grew up watching my uncles and moms and dads and a nudist beach all day long yeah, and that was okay yeah. yeah like what's the problem you yes. have it i have it but it's this I, the control aspect of it and i think it's so important what you're doing to understand that this is not only about sex this is about just us in general evolving and ha- being more connected to ourselves and our partners and our friends and mm-hmm. anybody else because we just don't communicate because yeah. of you know supposedly you know right. supposedly we don't know, communicate and it's all fear based it's fear based the right. being vulnerable okay so understanding that your energy cannot be affected unless you allow it to be affected right, right. yeah and yeah. it all goes down to that yeah. you know so i think yeah. it's very important that we yeah. that we're saying this yeah. and saying yes i like it to the left i mean yeah Yeah. yeah, that's well. Um, one of my, I mean, you know, I have like three goals for this podcast and this, you know, general mm-hmm. kind of movement. And one is exactly that, you know, to find, to become more and more comfortable just speaking mm-hmm. about what you like sexually, mm-hmm. um, especially while you're in it. Like, mm-hmm. not with your girlfriends, you know, right. <laughs> over a glass of wine, right, right. but when you're in it naked and having it, you know, being able mm-hmm. to make that transition and, and go back to, like, sober state, mm-hmm. you know, cognizant state, yes. and speak, and then go back to sexual sp- state, mm-hmm. and not really even, I, I call it back, now because mm-hmm. that's how we think of it mm-hmm. the same way that the language tells us like the body is it you know i am i but my body is it but in fact w- this is all i right mm-hmm. so the sex and the and the and the thinking about it and speaking should all be one but it's harder to explain because that's not how we're, we're wired the whole right. setup is not so so one thing one goal is speaking sex mm-hmm. and and I suggest that people could just say you want to speak sex mm-hmm. like introduce it this way you know mm-hmm. let's speak sex and that is a mark you yes. know the way like in, in, in kink or in BDSM mm-hmm. you know they have like code right. words right exactly. right your little code word code yeah. word <laughs> yes <laughs> and the second one uh, the second goal is to understand that our like identity our sense of who we are in the world mm-hmm should have nothing to do uh, with our sexual practice. Correct. With what we do, you know, alone mm-hmm. with a partner for fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. But that's exactly where we, that's exactly where the confusion comes, right? So, like, you may like someone mm-hmm. and you want to say, uh, you know, if, if you're interested in me, like, I'd like to have sex with you, but you don't because you feel like if the answer is no, It's a rejection of all of you. All of you. Right. right? That's and exactly That's what I mentioned. Yeah. What I mentioned. It's like what is whatever have to do with your value, when your system, when your energetic. Yeah. And that's because the society has tied all those things in right. order to be able to control, you know, right. you right. know, and grant, right. you know, things yeah. of the value. Yeah. So the more yeah. we are valuable and we feel inferior, the more things we're going right. to try to do to enhance other things. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know. Right. Thank so, you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it becomes a huge, you know, not just moral judgment, but mm-hmm. 
you know, a huge judgment of your of your place in the world. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know? Who put those two things together? I mean, it, it, it makes make... no sense. Yes. But even like, okay, another example, you know, mm-hmm. you're having sex with a guy and like, he loses his heart on and yes. it should be so simple. But it's not because Such a this whole thing. manhood yeah, is involved. Everything. Yes, yeah. and then you don't want to like say things because you don't want. Yeah, you feel like you would offend him. Yeah. Well, I think also. Why the fuck would that be offensive though? Exactly. Yeah, I think I think the idea, of right. course, when we were bringing it back to like you know men versus women in the bedroom, men are seen as right the more sexual ones, right? The mm-hmm. ones that are going to get the pleasure. They're the ones that are most likely going to have the orgasm. Mm-hmm. So when they are challenged with you know, something like erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. or difficulties, um, it's like emasculating to them, right? I feel like we're always protecting the man in the yeah. bedroom. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're always protecting we the man in the bedroom. Say, yeah. Um, oh, okay, like let's figure let's figure this out. Let's do something about this or uh, have like a, or have a break, or whatever, break, no big deal. Switch yeah. to oral sex. Yes. Something yeah, like there that. are hundreds of things you can say. Oh my but gosh. we don't because we're afraid we're, we're gonna so hurt afraid. their feelings. Exactly. And make it worse. There's right. so many. And here's rules. another thing that <laughs> happens. Yeah. So, and I've, you know, because I'm very open, obviously, as you can tell. But uh, it, also, what happens is that, oh my God, okay, so now you lost your heart on. Oh my God, something's wrong with me. Yeah. Oh, think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so now we're going into this whole circle of just mm-hmm. I'm not here. attractive enough. I'm not attractive enough. I guess you don't. Fuck. And there's so many different mm-hmm. things, and we're just yeah. completely complicated. Like you said at the beginning, completely took it out of another yeah, realm of anything to do with yep. anything. And here we are. We're just unhappy with all of it. So mm-hmm. it's 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 incredible mm-hmm. how we need to just mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and that's what we call spectatoring, right? Mm-hmm. That idea that. Um, we are so detached to our to the experience of sex while we're even having it. So, for example, that those thoughts that come into your mind, like, "Am I not attractive mm-hmm. enough? That things are going wrong. Do I look okay? What is this position? You're right. worrying about the other partner. We are not in the moment during the sex at all. When Absolutely. we're having that, we are having almost like an out of body experience, right? We are. Um, we're worried so much about all these thoughts that are going to our mind that we're not even paying attention to the fact that we're in right. the middle of a sexual experience. Mindfulness, right? Mind well, that's, sex, right? Yes. But that's because we're not integrated. That's because we have yeah. that dichotomy, Correct. you know, between our, our thinking, f- mm. feeling, co- you know, cognizant, mm. mind, soul, whatever, and then the p- poor body that, mm. you know, it, you know, we've been taught that just this. You know, uh, we have we're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. So self-integrating and becoming whole mm-hmm. and understanding that you know you are your vagina and you know whatever else, mm-hmm. all of it. Your clitoris, your pancreas. Yeah. Instead of the compartmentalizing, you know that that happens yeah. in our mind. That is super healing. But yeah, to go back to that, that 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 second goal, it's really important to like be conscious basically all the time mm-hmm. in order to rewire the way we function sexually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, be conscious as much as we can of the tendency to conflate, you know, sexual activity with sense value, sense worth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, overall identity, mm-hmm. all of that, yeah. you know. If if we could, like, separate the two, you know, like, the way that, you know, whether or not I bike well or whether or not I drive well mm-hmm. or whether or not I'm a good swimmer or 
I don't know, I mean, you know, how many languages I speak or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, you know, shame me. It doesn't affect of my overall sense of myself in the world, mm-hmm. right? So why should, you know, whether I like it like uh, vaginally or anally or mm-hmm. I like to like get whipped or, you know, mm-hmm. I come 10 times or I can't come one way or another or I'm afraid of something sexually mm-hmm. and what does that have to do with the rest of, of, of who I am? Not I the agree. rest, of who I, I am as a, as a person in the enjoy. world. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And, and also all of that changes, of right? Course. So the same way that like we change what we like to eat, uh, we change our tastes in music, yeah. you know, we, we change our tastes in sex. And yeah. again, none of that should have to do with our sense of identity. Like, you know, the, the food you eat, I mean, unless you're like fanatic, extremely fanatic, right. <laughs> you know, your, your food choices don't affect who you are in the world. Right. right. Um, you know, your, your movie choices don't affect who you are in the world, right? We're so constantly evolving. It's only people. sex that we've, Absolutely. but yes. sex, we've taken it, put it in that category all its own. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it affects so much of, you know, of our, um, mm-hmm. Of our judgment. It's all about judgment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So if we could divorce it from judgment, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the freedom right there. That's yeah. exactly what the best thing. And this is what I've, why I opened my place because a lot of things that I see on continuous basis is just shame and base of judgment. Right. And, and if we, like you said, divorce it, that is the, really the, the starting of the freedom because every time there's judgment involved, you automatically want to enhance that judgment. And every time you judge, you enhance. It doesn't matter what you do, you're always going to judge it, then you always want to enhance it. So people don't understand. They get caught up in this hamster wheel of judgment and, and, and enhancement instead of just being, just being and allowing it to be, mm-hmm. however that is. Mm-hmm. And then right. understanding to have that balance. And that happens with everything in general. It's this continuous. And the brain is going to want to take you that way if you allow it. If you just sit back and say, wait a minute, I, I don't need to do anything and be anything. Let me just be me. Mm-hmm. And that's how in turn all of your body energy starts being itself. That's why the minute you start thinking about crap, let's say if you're going to have sex, of course it's not going to be as good enough. Just be and allow the moment, right. allow of just being, understanding what it is what it is and allow that to be yeah. exactly how it is mm-hmm. without judgment, divorcing the judgment. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I believe that there's two approaches to everything in life, right? I think it's either through fear or through love. And right. you yes. know, with yes. sex, it doesn't have to be. You love that partner. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I don't think that, you know, sex can be anything. It doesn't have to be with love. It Absolutely. can be a one night stand. It can be mm-hmm. something of passion. It can be something mind filled instead of mindful. Mm-hmm. Well, if we could get rid of fear, I mean, put love aside for a second because it's an overused (laughs) word, especially in America today, like post new age. I'm so over love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so of course I love everyone. We want to love everyone. You know, we don't want you know war or conflict or you know. But we women Mm. kind of are good at loving. (laughs) Sometimes better than than we should be. Exactly correct. Yeah, we put everyone before us because we're. You know, we're but the caretakers. We know how to be mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, fear, like being able to let go of fear mm. in everything in that everything. we do. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? Ooh, we, we have so much. It will be honestly. I can't imagine. And imagine I see, I see a do. lot of my yeah. clients. I don't know if you do as well mm. in your business, and I'm sure when you're painting, like 
when you're like, are you looking at my, how is he going to know? You, you paint, you're yeah, doing. Yeah, when you painting, there is you're, no fear. You're, there's right. Same thing. So I've seen that in my clients. A lot of people, when they're like, oh, you know, yeah, it's going to be there, but you can control it and say, no, not today, fear. Not, not yeah. today. I choose not yeah. to. Just and don't just, make your decisions. And not to make the decisions on that. Right. Um, it, it, you see, I, I mean, I've seen just incredible. And the th- beautiful thing about it is that there is enough love. There is enough abundance. There's enough everything for everybody. Mm. You are the one who's holding yourself back, and fear is the poison. Exactly, it's the, yeah, is the recipe for that, right? And yeah. most of the times, when you go ahead and you do things, anyways, that scare you, mm-hmm. it's always so much better than you think. Literally. I don't know how many times I've, I've, at the beginning, when I was doing workshops, you know, I was so scared, so scared, so scared. Mm-hmm. At the end, I would always be like, "This is so great! It was so great. Even just meeting one person that you were supposed mm-hmm. to meet or coming here mm-hmm. today, yep. you know, you might be scared." And mm-hmm. in the end, you realize, oh, it wasn't that bad. I did it. Yes. So it's like, yeah. why does fear hold us back from mm-hmm. so much, including mm-hmm. in our sex life, communication, mm-hmm. things like that? Okay. And nothing bad's going to come from it. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as you make up in your mind. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. All of Correct. all the time. And if we just mm-hmm. communicate, positive sexual communication, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and fuck I love it. it. Yeah, and fuck it. Okay. <laughs> we got this. Well, mm-hmm. I have a, a, a meditation I do, which I want to share. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it's a general meditation, but it, it helps, I guess, with I think it helps with sex as well. And I ask myself, who is thinking that thought? You know, when mm-hmm. I have thoughts that would cre- you know come from fear or create anxiety or whatever, I just stop and say, who is thinking that thought? And it's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never me. Mm-hmm. It's never like, you know, my soul or my essence. It's not. It's the outer world. Correct. It's not my thought. Yes. It's never that. No. I always, I'm so happy you right? mentioned that. It's never that. Because I, I, I do a lot of uh, hypnotic, hypnosis and all of that. And, and I teach that a lot, which is, which I mentioned earlier, it's, it's subconscious programming. So you are programmed to look at, you know, things a certain way. And what happens is that within that program, then you start allowing other things, influences to come. So those voices are most of the time your, not yours, okay? Your mm-hmm. soul does not want conflict. Your soul does not want any of those. What it is is that what we need to do is, like you said, through meditation or just mindful timing, sit back and understand and separate those two. Be like, and a lot of times you'll hear it. It's your mom. It's somebody else. It's, or, or you know, or something. And really is that. That, but you integrated that as you. So now because you think it's you, now we have to, you know, uh, act that way and think that way. So yes, it is exactly that. It's subconscious, you know, programming with outside influences that, of course, contribute to that because you're taking it, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and that's once you learn to do this, and this is the most important part that where I see the most change in all my clients is when they're able to be like, take a minute. Is this me or is this some subconscious programming that I've acquired? And then a lot of times they're like, holy shit, now this is what's coming from. Wait a minute. Okay, okay, now I can, now I can like, you know, kind of step back and maybe do things differently and think about it differently. It's taking that minute in meditation, taking that minute of being just, wait a minute, which voice is this? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because mm-hmm. I've always heard about the voice in your head, but mm-hmm. I've never thought about it as being different voices. Like you were saying, society, my mom, things like that. I've heard of it, say, being able to separate yourself from those voices, Mm -hmm. but never that it could be different ones. They're definitely, Mm -hmm. for sure, different ones. mm -hmm. Interesting. And that's how through hypnosis a lot of times, and just in mindful thinking, we find out, they're like, oh my God, I just, that's exactly. But it's so integrated in you, you're not thinking that's, you know, 
but you can. There well, is a the, way. The basic work, and it's very simple, is to reprogram, yes. right? The, yes. Rewire the neural pathways. Yes. Mm. And this, the way to do it is to expose ourselves to different uh, yes. options. Mm -hmm. um, so, the, you know, the main reason to take the workshops and, you know, mm. take, uh, do sessions, you know, study, learn, practice, you know, mm -hmm. take hypnosis, all of that, is to experience in safe space this different thing that mm -hmm. otherwise we would be afraid of because it's so unknown. Correct. So when you first experience it in, in a safe way, that you know it's a control environment, it's not going to be just like you and another, you know, naked right. going at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, you feel like you overcome that fear of, of you know, what you don't know mm. and you realize how simple it is and then it's much easier to just you know actually practice it in your in your sexual life Definitely. Um, yes. but it's important to remember that you know the our brain has formed our way of, of handling things mm -hmm. in order to protect us and mm -hmm. it's very arbitrary because it was set up when we were super young mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know something you know, something might have felt as a rejection mm -hmm. in, you know, in our childhood, and then we decided that if we avoid it at all costs, we won't be hurt again. Right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. Like, That's there, how it is, there is no logic. It like doesn't apply anymore nope. in your thirties. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but we hold but on to it. it. <laughs> but we hold on because to it because we don't yes. know anything else. Right. Because that that's the last thing Correct. that like worked. Correct. <laughs> that's it. Went. Yeah. 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 I always tell people, you're not in a survival mode anymore. Yeah. Let's exactly. Start living. Yeah. 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 That's you very good. You know, your dad didn't. That that's not you know serving you any longer. Let's start something else think of it differently and we're able to we're literally computers that can recode and reprogram it's perspective mm -hmm. this is why so many people can look at the same piece of art the same thing and either love it like it hate it but what is it which one is it they're all right because it's their perspective so exactly. you can always change that yes. for your improvement for your empowerment and that's the beauty of people getting there understanding mm -hmm. that you know mm -hmm. it takes practice though like exactly you're the yeah rewiring it takes rewiring. practice it takes practice, practice. oh yeah it does like the like to take it takes commitment it's, yeah it takes commitment to yourself to your time absolutely and then so tell us a little do, about mindful sex right <laughs> so so the rewiring that you were talking about so when we do that rewiring, um, actually, we're able to reduce the amount of cortisol in our brains, yes. right? And so cortisol is is what's created with what we think of as stress, mm -hmm. right? And and evolutionary, evolutionarily speaking, is that a word? Yep, that Did I make good. that up? <laughs> okay. Um, if, if we have so much cortisol going on, so much stress, you know, like if, if we're running and a cyber tooth Mm -hmm. tiger is chasing after us right what's the last thing you're thinking about is, is is your sexual side your blood is all rushing towards your brain all you're thinking about is survival, survival mode, mode like you talked about mm -hmm. survival mode survival mode and and you know we don't leave that time for our sexual side anymore if we're always up here stressed in and this you know the that fight or flight mode yeah mm -hmm. is not a saber tooth tiger anymore it's your job it's your family it's your finances it's your car issues you know mm -hmm. um it's all about that rewiring and being in the moment but it doesn't happen right away you have to work on it little by little it could mm -hmm. be brushing your hair in the morning brushing your teeth driving to work you mm -hmm. start to just say okay instead of already being in the office 
I'm going to choose to be here right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to listen to Speak Sex Podcast. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Educate really yourself. Listen to things. Yes. I'm driving to work and hearing these women talk yes, about please. the clitoris. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, so how do you practice like practically? I'm asking for, you know, practical examples like of mindful, mindful sex. sex. Practice, yes. Right. So a perfect example would be something that we call maintenance sex, which I I think we need another word for it. So if anyone out there can think of another word for maintenance sex, Mm -hmm. I'd love to know. Um, But setting aside time, setting aside time for your erotic self, right? This could be with you or with a partner. It could be two to three hours on a Friday night from eight to 11 o'clock eight to 10 o'clock, whenever you want. And to just have that time to really make that your erotic time. You know, if you're alone, you don't have a partner, rub lotion on your body, spend that time together um, with yourself. Masturbation, Mm -hmm. buy toys for yourself, maybe dress up in lingerie, whatever makes you feel sexy and in the moment. Also doing simple body scans, right? Laying Mm -hmm. down, um, focusing in on the room that you're, that you're in, wherever you're going to be having sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then with a partner, of course, you can do the same thing. You can set that time aside, phones outside, mm-hmm. out of the room, no distractions. So then mm-hmm. you really have what that What about moment. mindful sex in the sense of, you know, taking a, a few minutes mm-hmm. first to put yourself in, you know, meditative space, meaning yeah. like breath work, breath work. Um, uh, you know, kind of like clean up and detox mm-hmm. before you go into sex space. I think it's yeah. extremely important. Body yeah. scan could be good, but mm-hmm. then also, you know, the breath. typical body scans is when you start and you know, you're, you're like, you start from your mm-hmm. toe or your head mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and you go and you, you became aware of every single body part. Mm-hmm. But normally we'll, we'll go up our legs, we skip our genitals, right? We keep mm-hmm. going up. So actually... Uh, including your genitals into mm-hmm. that yeah, for body sure. scan, yeah. your yeah. anus, your vagina, everything. So you start to zone in on those parts that we normally choose or not mm-hmm. choose right. to ignore. Right. right. I think yeah. that's that's very important. And what you mentioned, I think. I mean, I think putting mindfulness in general. But yes, it's what happens is that a lot of times, even if we set apart, set aside some of the erotic time or whatever it is. We're going in and be like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to do this tomorrow. But like, you know, even if you're whatever you're doing, your your mind is there. So I agree that I feel like, you know, scanning your body, but sitting there and going, okay, brain, yes, I have to do this and this and this. Sure, yes, I'm giving you the five minutes. Now, thank you very much for the next two hours. I shall be here. <laughs> yeah. Breath work, yes. yes. Mindfulness of just breathing or just getting yourself, start thinking about different chakras. There's gonna be like a five minute meditation can really do a, a huge change. Yeah, I think so too. I've noticed yes. a huge change mm-hmm. in that because even if you are, and you, your mind is, it wants to go places. Even if you're middle of, you know, doing stuff, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I, you know, I, I have to call my mother or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I thinking of this? This is crazy. Well, what is orgasm? Orgasm, in my opinion, is sustaining focus. Correct. So, so you're that's, meditating. that's exactly what meditation <laughs> yeah. is. You're meditating. Right. Yeah. It's Instead, the highest form of meditation. Because exactly. it's when you're not thinking about correct. anything, you're experiencing the orgasm. Exactly. And the coolest part is another thing about having the mindful sex right is it's no goal sex correct so you go into it 
thinking, right. and feel. We might not even have an orgasm. We're, right. Most of the time when we have sex, what do we do? We do it. We do push it, do and it. push and push. It's all hot. And then we're like, it's goal oriented. Right. Expectations. Exactly. So goal oriented. It's right. ridiculous. So there's, and right. it's not, yeah, and it's goal oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the heteronormative wor- world, mm-hmm. yes. it's goal oriented for the guy to come, you know. So yeah. unless the, the male practices some sort of like, again, meditation, self-control, mm-hmm. you know, the moment he comes, uh, even if she has come or even if he makes right. her come after orally, you know, a woman is like wired so she can have 10, 20, basically endless orgasms. Yep. And also a woman can have like seven different types of orgasms. But, mm-hmm. you know, you need time, you, yes. you know. And okay. if your focus, if if the couple's focus is on the guy ejaculating, right. <laughs> and then he falls asleep, um, actually, you know, like the, the the traditional sex is not successful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much better to be open-minded and not think about coming and you know try new things. But you can't try new things unless you talk about it. Right. Otherwise, you'll just do the same thing over and over that worked. And maybe it works, but it like, works the same way. And what happens after like a thousand times? Yeah, yep. you got to speak right? yeah. yeah. You have to be able to speak and say, you know, hold on, let's take a break. Do you wanna, can I wear this? Can we do this? Like, change mm-hmm. it up without feeling, oh my God, you know, he, we're going to lose the, 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 the feel, you know, the high. And like, he's going to lose his heart on or mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll dry up or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we will be out of that, mm-hmm. you know, place. So I might as well like skip it and just like go. Go through it. Go, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I feel that meditation, like a, pra- a meditation practice is good in for, for your sexual practice. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 you know, I used to do meditation where, uh, you know, I would sit and stare at the flame. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, nice. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Right, for mm-hmm. me it was nice. Visual, it depends. Like, right. what, Fire is what one of the elements, on. absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I, that's when it came to me. Like, uh, it just came to me, you know, even though I was trying to not be thinking of anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but it came to me that that's how I am when I have sex, you know. And, wow. and so then when I was in sex space, I kind of noticed that focus. And it's a very similar, you know, it's kind of like an inward, you forget who you are, like mm-hmm. you forget your, you know, whether you're a mom or whether you're a wife Correct. or whether you're a daughter or whether you're mm-hmm. a dog owner or yeah, yeah. <laughs> your identity, yeah. right? Your yeah. taxes, right. all that bullshit, you know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. which is so liberating, oh yes. God, yes. Right, which you also forget in meditation. So you for, you forget that, and then you focus. At least we women. I mean, I'm I, I don't know. I'm not a man, but mm. we women go inward, right? So it's a very similar kind of like third eye and 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 G spot or clit or whatever. Yes. But it's a very similar intense focus, and you sustain it for a, a, a long time, much longer mm. than you do in other activities, mm-hmm. right? And and so that's the same thing that happens in meditation. That's what, what you're trying to sustain that without allowing, you know, outside influences. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our our place of orgasm comes from that same focus, which for me as a creative is also the, you know, the focus that I like to find in order to create. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as yeah. an artist, exactly, right, um, or a writer, mm-hmm. you go into that space. Absolutely. You know, that internal. Like yeah, you, yeah. your soul, your, your yeah, energy exactly. instead of right. the, all the 
you know, learn things, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, it's that. exactly. So, and that's the, that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, sex. If you, you know, don't do it simply for sport. <laughs> <laughs> Recreationally. Yeah, yeah. But recreation is good too. But yeah. yeah. So, okay. So mindfulness. And then mm. the other reason to take workshops is to vary your sex life, right? Oh, yeah. So what do you teach? Give us a little bit of the curriculum. <laughs> so... I'm going to speak about Sex Academy, sex academy as mm-hmm. a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're extremely, extremely sex positive academy. We always create very inclusive environments. Like you said, it all starts with communication. So we want to create a, a space where everyone feels welcome to talk about what they want. Um, and, and some of our topics have been, we really don't hold back. Uh, Good. We, do, <laughs> we do workshops on finding your G-spot, um, learning how to squirt. Right, all about squirting. Mm. It could be we do ones for men as well, ones for women. Uh, women men only. who squirt, not men who squirt, oh. but men who are interested in the topic. In top of oh, squirting, like, Got it. getting the woman to squirt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the goal, the hope is that that would become like a regular education instead of like an exotic. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Especially for young people, because in my experience, what happens is it takes people a long time to actually take mm-hmm. these uh, right. classes or you know coaching sessions or whatever yeah so you know you go through your teenage years which are the you know the most complicated mm-hmm. sexually because mm-hmm. you you know you have these like years, yeah. brand new uh-huh. sexual bodies and but your mind isn't fully developed you don't know what to do with them but mm-hmm. they're there you want to use them because yeah. your, your <laughs> hormones correct your hormones yeah, are there but like it. your prefrontal lobe isn't formed mm-hmm. so right. it's just a complete like mess and you do your best you know <laughs> <laughs> you, it's a mess you yeah. do like what your friends tell you to do or what porn tells you to do yeah. <laughs> that's yeah the boys do the porn the girls do the friends <laughs> and that's a yeah another right. thing and I think what you mentioned about cannabis I, I think it's what it ultimately what it does it goes back to like the meditation and mm-hmm. all that it literally like zones you out of that everything else that's happening. So you yeah. can actually focus yeah. yes. on the feeling of it, which yeah. is exactly. why I mean, I most per- Personally, I, I recommend more like the lubes or, right. you know, right. and the reason is that I think it's important for us slowly to learn how to have sober sex. Correct, yes. Because yes. a, a lot of the, yes. of, of the trouble, Absolutely. you know, so speaking sex for me is part of that. Yes, you know? I agree with you. Because yes. w- what happens is because we have such a difficult time with it, mm-hmm. we tend to like get drunk or, or get high, but then we're not present. This disconnect. Correct. And also oh. what, what happens when you're not present is it's much more likely to misunderstand one another. Correct. And yes. then you have like sexual assault or, you know, oh, you yeah. get super drunk and then you lose agency. Mm-hmm. Um, right. or super high and you can lose agency Definitely. so it, it, it you know especially as women as like mm-hmm. you know feminist women now but for everyone you know if we learn slowly to have sober sex but not only like with our partner of 10 years you know oh, <laughs> with yeah. a new person with a new right, right. you imagine yes <laughs> yeah. yes with, you yeah. don't want to take that yeah. edge off right yeah but you don't have to take you know, like there shouldn't Absolutely. be an edge there shouldn't be there shouldn't be an edge so You're the right. more you practice that mm-hmm. I um I, I feel you know it's important and it's also important um because then you can communicate more clearly mm-hmm. verbally 
Right. You know, so like it, it's less likely for the guy to hear no, no and think it means yes. Correct. Or it's, it's less li- likely to like complicate, mm-hmm, you know, all things. that yeah, and get into like date rape, for example. Correct. Because if you don't consume or yeah. drink or eat stuff, you know, that you're given, yeah. that date rape doesn't happen. Of you course. know, yes. if, if you're more comfortable with words and, and uh, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. lucid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then sexual assault doesn't happen mm-hmm. you know because if the guy is saying something uh, about work <laughs> or whatever people do you know but then his hand is up your skirt right. and you have mm-hmm. a facility mm-hmm. with the language of sex and you also are sober enough right to not kind of like giggle and hope things will get better Go away yeah right yeah. then you can speak up and you know not feel that you're like offending him or offending yourself or you know just speak up in a, from a place of comfort, of comfort right. and yeah. say take your hand out i'm not you know i'm not comfortable with this are we uh, entering you know sex space is it is this are you propo- proposing to me do you mm-hmm. want use this words. to turn yeah <laughs> use the words yes. take your hands off use yes. the words right. and i'll tell you yes or no exactly. or how i feel or we exactly. can talk about it and you know and then learn how to you know incorporate ki- kindness um to re- to to say no right mm-hmm. so no, no doesn't sound course. like you know uh, the way we, we're used to it but but all of that requires a, a a familiarity and a comfort with the language and, and some capacity for being sober. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's definitely something so, you know, that's very clear. Problem. I, nothing is an excuse to be 100%. for non-consensual yeah. sex, not even marijuana, not a cocktail, right, nothing. Right, right. Nothing, exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Even if you're sober, there's some people who just, you know, they don't know the rules. Like, let's hypothetically say that guy reaching up a girl's skirt. I don't think... I think it's it all starts with sex education. If we have these conversations as children mm-hmm. and we give this education at schools or at workshops or wherever, then these things are less likely going to happen. Absolutely. Because people don't know how to use their words to ask for... Um, in a sexual context, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in sexual context. Right. You, know? And then, you know, the they girl know doesn't do. know if she should be flattered uh-huh. or offended. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in retrospect, it's easy to know because you know how you feel about it and 99.9% chances are you feel shit oh, about yeah, it. It's yeah. So it's important to like agree on it and remember it in advance that how, however awkward it feels yeah. in the present moment, if it's something that you're not clear about and you don't know how you feel about it, you're only going to feel much worse yeah. Definitely. about it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just turn it into a no and get you know, stop it. We can't let someone else's inappropriate actions mm-hmm. make you later feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Right. It wasn't what right. you did. And you we, didn't we, do we can't let men's desire, like unilateral, one-sided, des- one-sided desire, yeah. be the determining factor. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, 100%. You have yeah. to. That has to be for sure. I was thinking more. We were talking like once you're already in the you know process. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, like. Well, it, the reason, only reason I was saying that is because I, I deal with a lot of, you know, middle age to later and they're just having a hard time exploring their sexuality, uh, being married or not, you know, especially when they're married for 20 years. Um, it's because they're continuously here, like you said. So it's almost like 
with maybe the help, and I'm not certainly encouraging it one way or another. I, I feel like whatever works for you works for you. But yes, like more, in order to show them that it's possible, sometimes they need to have that like, wait a minute, I'm not thinking of anything. And it's possible to feel this way and I can naturally achieve it. But sometimes it's so hard when they're here. And I'm telling you, a lot of people out there that come see me are flight or fight all day long. I mean, it's, it's incredible how much, how stressed they are, how much they feel they have on their plate. Certainly, they're not going to have sex. They're not going to even want to have sex, which is usually what ends up happening with a lot of my women. Uh, they just, they're like, sex, whatever. That's like the last thing on my mind. Why? Because there's just so much going on here and they literally don't know how. So it's almost like giving them a little medicine of saying, hey, this is what it feels like when you're just not thinking about it. And guess what? Tomorrow you still go back and you do your thing and everything goes back to normal. You didn't miss anything. So it's almost like giving them like aha moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. It's possible. Because I'm telling you, I feel most people out there, most women that I see are like, they've forgotten that it even exists, that you can just yeah. be. Yeah. Just well, that's the other open. side. You know, unfortunately, like uh, feminism um, has not, uh, you know, helped us the way that it was supposed to. Correct. So, <laughs> yes, we are, you know, we're able to like have bank accounts, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, you know, women couldn't like yeah. a generation or two ago and um, jobs, but we don't share the housework Correct. with the with the husband mm-hmm. or partner if there is one, mm-hmm. and uh, the you know the 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 joy and burden, but the extra work of mm-hmm. raising a child mm-hmm. or children is on us. Absolutely. So joining the workforce has just created this huge amount of stress because you know you still want to put your kids first of and course. you still love your kids more than yourself because that's like how we you know that's nature, Wired. Mm-hmm. right? That's the hormones mm-hmm. we're done. Um, but then you feel like you have to keep your job and you want to do as well as you can in your job Mm -hmm. and then you have a household Mm -hmm. and errands and shopping and you know food cooking it's just so much and then of course you lose connection with your body and your your pleasure Mm -hmm. because you know you think that all of this should be on you um and I and I and I and I feel like well I feel that being a mother is the most extraordinary and difficult work mm, anyone can do. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, and it should be rewarded. So I feel that uh, you know taking like the Andrew Young idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that women who are mothers, unless they are you know married to like millionaires mm-hmm. or something, should all get a, a mother dividend. They should have I a agree. salary yes. that is for you being a mom. I agree. So if you if you you know if you're not like completely married to your work or your mm-hmm. career and you can take the time Absolutely. to be a mother, mm-hmm. the government pays you like two thousand dollars, whatever something mm-hmm. average a month. Mm-hmm. So you can do this with honor and dignity right. of being a um, mom. Mm-hmm. And what's more valuable to our world than the next generation? I agree Definitely. with you. So. To me, like, instead of saying, okay, pre-K for everyone and, you know, sure, that'd be great. But why? Why? Why are we trying to make women into men? We're trying to rob women of their womanhood. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. And make them into more fake men wearing Mm -hmm. this fucking, like, pantsuits like Hillary. (laughs) What is this bullshit? Thank you for Hiding (laughs) hiding our feminine power. Thank you for mentioning that. And, like, copying the master. Right. And, you know... 
you, know, you cannot use the tools of the master to take down the master. I agree so with you. By becoming fake men mm -hmm. who w will always be underpaid, we will never put an end to patriarchy. Right. I, right? I, I really feel, and I'm so glad you mentioned it, and a lot of people don't understand this, but you know, do I feel feminists have done so much for me, but I feel like that's it's a taken to another level where why are we trying to be like men? Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we continue, like you said? And, and that this is what's happening. So I don't feel like we should push this feminism to another level of being, no, 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 we are different. Men are different than women and we have our beautiful feminine side and we should really honor it, which takes a lot of time and practice and honor to do. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. That right. is important it time. because it is, you know, now we're men and women. <laughs> Who and has being, time for that? I mean, literally. And being a, a good mom takes time, yeah, as you extremely know. Extremely a lot of time. I mean, I was lucky <laughs> yeah. enough to always be self-employed um, and I've taken two years with my babies. That's so great. it's always been, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough. A lot of people are not to have the time. They have to go back to work after two or three months, which sucks. And it's unpaid leave and it's, in America, it, right? Literally, it's un they probably... Unpaid leave. It's unpaid, Papua New it Guinea and America terrible. that have unpaid mm -hmm, leave. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on. I was, you know, fortunate enough because I had my own companies always that I was able to do this and it was the most honorable time of my life and being enjoying being a mom and yeah. being there and it being, you know, sleepless nights and all that and enjoying the raising of my child's children. So... A thousand percent. You know, like, I remember there was this little scandal, feminist scandal, because Hillary was interviewed uh, mm -hmm. during the last campaign, so mm -hmm. in 2016, by a very famous uh, black feminist, I don't need to, you know, mm -hmm. name her, gotcha. who put the question to her, it was at the YMCA, and she kind of put the question as a criticism, and she mm -hmm. said, on your Twitter handle, why do you have mother first, and then, like, secretary of state, or mm -hmm. first lady, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, your husband has president first, he doesn't even mention being a father, being a father. and it ended up with Hillary, like, apologizing about it, like, she started off wow. defending it, but it, it was such a criticism, and I, you know, and I feel that as a feminist, being a mom and being a single mom has by far been the hardest thing I've ever done. It's much more work I than writing you. a book or mm. three books. Absolutely. It's much more work than, you know, making money, selling, dealing. I agree. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes, put mother first. Mm -hmm. but, but what we're doing is like, instead of adjusting ourselves to fit into the you know, male standards and mm -hmm. patriarchy mm -hmm. standards, you know, and that whole like lean in bullshit. I no, agree. you know, we're we are the center. Yes. Yeah. We are the center of everything. Mm -hmm. We as mothers, when we mother, we are the center of this whole thing. The rest is just phallic show-offs. Everything around us, you know, like the brands, <laughs> the yeah, Prada bags, everything. whatever it is that we want to have, the mm -hmm. fancy cars, are just peacocks, you know, are just Show the boys mm -hmm. showing off their feathers mm -hmm. so they can get like the best uh, female to have their babies. I mean, right. yeah. when you look at it in the most goes, like, goes back to sex. It does. It really way. does. Right. <laughs> it does. It goes back to sex. Right. Yeah. yeah. So all this money and you know, so that you're able to buy a boat and you're able to like have a private plane or I don't know what people's dreams are, you know, where you need more and more and more, more and more, more, more all mm -hmm. the time. It's for reasons that have very, very little to do with us. Mm. You know? A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yes. If we could kind of like find our own center. And so helping women, you know, when they be, to become mothers mm -hmm. 
also like all these, you know, Christians who are like against abortion, you want to be against abortion, like pay motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yes. maybe they can keep their children. The, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then going back to, you know, uh, the women in the workplace, right? And 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 pushing for us to, um, you know, the, the modern day feminists pushing mm-hmm. for equal pay, pushing for women's rights in the workplace, women at home. I do believe, first of all, that men should be stepping up more too, um, as far as being able to stay home or or take, you know, having mm-hmm. to share that whole um, uh, experience, the experience mm-hmm. of being of being a parent too, as far as. Um, women who also don't want to be mothers that are in the workplace too, as far as being in your twenties or thirties, the more maternal stages, right? The, the the ages that you're expected to have the children, women uh, in that age group, when they go for interviews are often asked, you know, Oh, do you have a, are you married? Do you have a partner? Uh, Do you have children? You know, and that also that expectation of just, you know, uh, that motherly instinct that we have that we're going to want to have children, maybe not women, all women want to have children or to be a mother. And then that can But can I say something? I'm sorry to interrupt. Absolutely. Women should choose. They don't have to be mothers, but very often women don't want to have, don't want to be mothers because of the financial, you know, Mm. concerns because it's a big Burden, they would, th- their career would suffer. You know, my yeah. career because I chose like not to farm my kid out to caretakers. Mm-hmm. When I mean my, you know, mm-hmm. the, my income <laughs> when I became pregnant and I was in, unmarried. You know, my and chose to keep her. Um, and I was in a very adult world. I had a mm-hmm. sex advice column. I, you know, was publishing. I wrote for Spin magazine. I was mm-hmm. a staff writer. I taught, you know, at the university that. That all that income kind of like went down mm-hmm. by I'm going to say seventy percent because I just couldn't do all that stuff right. and have a child and have with a me. baby yeah. and I'm not gonna I, in my mind you know because I'm I have my own logic mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why keep you know why keep my daughter and then like send her out to strangers to raise so right. somebody else can raise her yeah who, I, <laughs> I, who I don't know I don't know their values I mean I don't know th- these women they're from other cultures mm-hmm. so that I can go out there and continue doing what I was doing before so what you're saying is yeah. exactly because the money is not there we end up not having children because we're having successful careers mm-hmm. and I want to lose that and also you know People calculate the cost. I mean, it's cost me half a million dollars, you know, my, my kid from yeah. like birth, yeah, uh, birth to now. Lily. She's easily. 20. <laughs> and, you know, people, I mean. And it's it, going to keep going. <laughs> I'm 24 right? year old. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yes, yes. And then they get married and then this and then yeah. it just right. keeps going. There's so, an umpteen amount of money that you spend. Yeah, right now is the most expensive because I'm paying tuition. So it's, oh, n- it's right. never been so hard. Of <laughs> like, course, tuition. Yeah. Is, yeah. But what if these jobs that we had, right? Um, what if it didn't have to go away? What if they had more support for exactly. parents? What if they offer, yeah. so for example, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to give an example, they offer mothers, um, I don't know if they offer fathers, but either three months, six months, or a year off, and you can choose what you would like. Yeah. And yeah. it'll be paid leave yeah. for the woman. And and right. her job is not going to be, you know, given away. Jeopardized. If, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Her, not, her job isn't going to be jeopardized. Mm-hmm. So what if these companies stepped up and offered us more? And all, mm-hmm. for for example, no, that's been found to not cost these companies a penny mm-hmm. to have other people take on mm-hmm. these roles while you're away. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of corporate 
I, I don't know, maybe cor- maybe corporations. Uh, oh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, what I, I do me neither. <laughs> that's why so I think I've been self-employed for a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it should be the government. I don't think we should leave it up right. to, like, you know, this In Spain, this for example, greedy. it's paid by the government. Yeah, by yeah. the government, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the fucking trillion-some dollars that they threw away yes. in Afghanistan and the other oh trillion that right. they threw away in Iraq, mm-hmm. that would pay all the women in the country for new mothers. That's it. You know, and education it creates too. better children. Yep. It creates you know you you united family family unity, yeah. family unit. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is like the child in post patriarchy. If we're moving out of patriarchy, um, mm-hmm. and and now with DNA testing, it's mm-hmm. super simple to find out who's the father. Mm-hmm. So right. paternity is no longer like you know so like uh, hard to to confirm. Of course, you don't need to like lock the woman up in the women's quarters mm-hmm. and keep her there for life <laughs> right, forever <laughs> <laughs> and surround her with like eunuchs so Old that school. you know so that <laughs> you know if she has a baby it's yours so n- now like really the children belong to the mother mm-hmm. if there if there is a father there that's wonderful and they're a couple and they are both parents and it's better for the children and all of that but why does the child have this dude's name? The guy like oh, came yeah. once. He fucking ejaculated <laughs> once. He had the fucking orgasm. Yes. Right. She went through a life change, a body Completely. change, nine months, you know, breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything changes when you, you know that, the hormones, you're not the same <laughs> yes. person. At all, zero. <laughs> the, those nine months and then the first two years, or I mean, I, oh, I breastfed just... two years. Mm-hmm. That whole time, hormonally, I was like somebody else. Completely. <laughs> Your hormones yeah. don't settle down. You're like all. a mothership. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a huge, you know, commitment that you make as a human that the male human doesn't make. Mm. And yet your baby is called after that, after him and his people and his family. And it's like, I think it's insane. Well, now that we don't need the paternity, te- you know, mm-hmm. the paternity confirmed, the only reason we do it is with the assumption that like the 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 father side is going to be the provider right but it's no longer true in most cases you have to have two income families you know most people are just not wealthy enough to have the dad you know pay pay for everything so why is this naming still going on it's very offensive to me personally because yeah. it like implies ownership you it know it does it really um, does I wish our children would have our own for their own first names and their own last names. But if we don't want to give them their own a new last name, it should be the mother's last name. Mm-hmm. But in my like <laughs> utopia, <laughs> right? Because our our last names are our father's last names, who theoretically owned us. I mean, it's just you know, right. I would just kind of like rename them first name, last name, and then first name, last name, different everything. And who go cares? For it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck the lineage. <laughs> give them, yeah, fuck the lineage. You're your you own know, person. give them. Yeah, right. exactly. Make them them. Yeah, give them the sense from the get go that you're you. That who is are, them. Yeah. Fine. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, uh, going back to. You know, again, you see how the system is skewed. So, yes, women get early money. So when the divorce happens, so it encourages divorce in in a very backhanded way, if you Mm -hmm. think about it. Mm. If the couple has money, which is a small percentage of this society, smaller and smaller, but in that very top percent, Mm -hmm. she will get paid for being a mom if she divorces. (laughs) <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah that's how 
fucked up and sick it is. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, how like the legal system is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, we're talking about, yes, divorce laws are the same all across, but, you know, m- most average families, there isn't enough money for alimony to even exist or he won't pay it or it's unenforceable or, you know. Mm. So, again, for the, for the vast majority of, like, the working class, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make a difference and that monthly, you know, salary mm-hmm. to be a mom would be life-changing. Um, but I feel that even for everyone, um, instead of, you know, let's say, uh, rewarding women mm-hmm. when they're no longer part of the couple, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you should, you know, we should reward them when they are. When they are, correct. You know, so anyway, we, we went a little, <laughs> we went a little off How topic. How we get here? <laughs> You're having fun going to different tangents. <laughs> but, you know, thinking for yourself matters in all of this yeah. stuff. So, but to go back to practicing you know, sex is something that's like simple and healthy. Mm. Taking classes, right? Education. Is, is the yeah. easiest way to do it. Definitely. I think... Okay, and YouTube. So the, the and podcast. Yeah. But like in the class, you practice maybe. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the, in the class, so it can be theoretical or practical, right? And it's funny because when I introduce myself or when people ask me, what do I do? And I say, oh, I'm a sex educator. The... The main response I get is, oh, thank God, teenagers really need that. And I think, well, most of us didn't receive that as children no one or teenagers. No so one. so how, how do you think I, I'm just talking to teenagers? Why do we think of these teenagers as these crazy, horny kids that, you know, are just exploring mm. their sexuality? Yes. Okay, maybe. But it extends beyond that. So, so we're kind of in our, in our workshops, we, we give the, you know, the classes as, as, as professionals. We're sexologists, we're psychologists, we're sex therapists, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're of course, you know, sex enthusiasts as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a professional environment. Most adults have no clue. They've lost their ways just by not even giving it time to explore right. their sexuality. And, um, you know, we talked about it when we texted, um, you know, dissolving sadness, you know, and you're like, well, how can we do this? Well, one of the most natural ways is, re- you know, uh, releasing serotonin and endorphins. Mm-hmm. You feel better. Why don't we naturally go there? And however that is, you know, just enjoying the time of naturally having mm. that feeling in your body to make you feel better. People have just, you know, they're rather take an antidepressant or, 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 or you know, they rather go a different route than go into the most basic and thing. And then the that depressants was, affect your okay, sexual it's this, drive. It's That's ridiculous. Crazy. It makes you dead. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst yeah. thing ever. I'm so against any of the yeah. unnatural stuff at all, any of yeah. the pills. But if you have to take it, it's okay yeah. to take the Of Viagra. course, if you are right. It's you okay to, to take the Cialis and just take whatever. Your <laughs> mental health yeah. is the most important. I want to say that mental health is, is as important or of more course. important than your sexual health. Definitely. And the thing right. about it, well, it's it, the it same thing. On. It's, it's the same thing. It really yeah. piles on because we're not taking the time. When yes. we're not, you know, and when you mentioned this, you know, physically, chemically, you know, if we're continuously there, you know, our enzymes are not going to produce. They're going to produce cortisol. They're going to produce the stress. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to block a lot of the serotonin and endorphins and, you know, all of these things that make us feel better. And there is natural ways of doing this and just... Taking the time. Well, that's what yeah, that's what it. you said in your pre- when you just spoke before, which led us down the path of like equal rights and equal pay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, 
and, and maternal pay. Yeah, it's like taking the time taking rather than time. being on automatic. Right. Taking the time. And, you know, that's another thing that I feel hap- has happened in the, in the you know, contemporary world, um, in the big tech world, is that things are going very fast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so everyone feels that we're behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like rush, 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 mm-hmm. catch up, you know, figure out what, what, what uh, you know, like, oh my God, there are like 10 more yeah. new apps that yeah. I should download yeah. and yeah. join. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and instant you, gratification. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instant gratification. <laughs> and, like and, instead of patience. <laughs> instead of right. Patience, yeah. Okay. You know? And then also, like, education is so extremely, uh, yeah. you know, compartmentalized mm-hmm. so now people go to college to learn like that one thing mm-hmm. right. um, instead of get like a general education well which should include sexual education oh, definitely. You know, and I don't mean just like in in elementary I mean every step even in mm-hmm. college sex education in college should be a requirement and we just started sex academy just started another um company called La Otra Educación, which mm-hmm. means the other education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we offer it for children uh, in primary school, middle school, high school, up until college, right. teachers, yeah. parents, because yeah. it doesn't even just involve the kids that need the sex education. It's the parents. It's anyone who comes in contact with the child needs right. sex education yeah. too. Yeah, so, yeah. But the point is, it shouldn't have to be private. It should no. be done in public school. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes, and it, it should is. be part of the basic curriculum. Yeah. And you can bring in, you know, special sex ed people who mm-hmm. that, teachers right. who that that's what they specialize in you know instead now like the kids fall asleep they show them like movies with like cartoons of genitals or something mm-hmm. or the miracle and the kids are life. like going like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or they're on their phone or mm-hmm. no one understands yes. anything yeah like it should be like this conversation definitely but they should be hearing it from you know age five or six mm-hmm. until they graduate college you know all of those years that are so important and we as a society have access to those minds that are being formed. I agree. Uh, you know, instead of waiting for people to like hit a wall and then look for the sex academy mm-hmm. or look for a Reiki practitioner or somebody who will put them under in hypnosis, mm-hmm. you know, to be healed. I agree with you. Let's maybe, prevent it. Let's get right, out of the maybe way. Not, yeah. Maybe not have so much to heal. If we are, I agree with you. Absolutely. This is where we're starting all this. And believe it or not, I'm seeing a lot of young kids. Really? Six, seven, eight. A lot of teenagers are turmoil right now. Oh, yeah. Turmoil. Teenagers, it's terrible. It is the worst timing right now in the world. And they are, from everything, sexually frustrated to they just feel like they don't belong in this world at all. And because we're not taking the time. And it ties into everything. Not enough time at home. Not enough time. Do you understand what I'm not... so it just it goes back to everything, and they're completely lost. Of course, they're gonna, yeah. you know, be off centered. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I, so right. I agree with you, and I'm pushing so instead of like teaching them, you know, one more math class right. or yeah. I don't know history of like America's well, you know, like whatever. Whatever whenever it's gonna get recalled and which, used in your life, yeah, right, okay. which they forget. Right, <laughs> you're never gonna use it. Yeah. yeah, there is so much unnecessary stuff in our education in our in our curriculums. Mm-hmm. Um, that are not even broad-minded. Like, it's not like they're learning philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're learning the classics. It's right. not like they're learning how to think for themselves. Right. No, it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, uh, intel, like just you know, information that they're supposed to memorize and, and retain briefly, take a test, test and forget. I agree with you. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely 
you know, we should have sex education Absolutely. from the beginning. Absolutely. And that's easier than, I mean, w- educating the parents matters mm-hmm. a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and that is unfortunately self-education. So also, yeah. when, you know, if you're about to be a parent, you know, try to be conscious, try mm-hmm. to not become your mother or your father. Correct. Which mm-hmm. is easier said than done because it's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to deal with all the practical mm-hmm. things and the screaming and they give me and then I need, need, mm-hmm. need. And, uh, you know, your, your life becomes so much more demanding Demanding. Mm -hmm. and so anything you can do quickly uh, you do to get it out of the way so the stuff that's most important is the stuff that we do thoughtlessly Mm -hmm. the way that our parents did them to us because like you know so it's basically no don't do that oh you know and it's not what we believe in Mm -hmm. It's just what we somehow remember all of a sudden we're having like these memories of like how our parents talk to us and we repeat it because we're in a rush, like mm-hmm. you say. Right. So yeah. finding consciousness is much more important than making, you know, an extra like uh, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. $500 a exactly. week. Exactly. Um, yeah. And getting our priorities clear. Getting our priorities straight. And if that means like moving back to nature... <laughs> right. I feel like and you like were saying all of populating that. rural yes. America, so it's not so fucking Republican. Yes. That would be okay. Please, God, yes. It's just you know, fine. Again, God. going back into, like you said, into nature, into into you, into figuring out. And I believe I'm actually working on a couple of projects, and I and I volunteer in a lot of high schools where I do go there, and I spend a lot of time talking about these real subjects that nobody, you know. Uh, talks about and 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 I think we need to have a meditation class. I think we need to have a, a reality of yes. you know how to deal when you cope, how to deal when you know when parents are pushing you one way and you feel like it's not another way. Mm-hmm. Okay, and all of these things are real and it's our generations. This is our future, and nobody wants to take the time because it's just like you say, whatever, moving on, you know. And it just it, it irks me, like it irks my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we need to mm-hmm. do something about mm-hmm. it. If we don't do things like this, this is mm-hmm. podcast and things. Just talk about mm-hmm. it and push and do mm-hmm. it. Who else is going to do it? Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. And know? then our entertainment is like mind numbing and soul numbing. Incredibly yes. numbing. Just right. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So all the, you know, the, the big media is only interested in that. Um, co- you know, corporations want to make profit. So we have like, yeah. we're bombarded by ads that compel us to just make more money to buy more stuff. Correct. Yeah. To make us feel bad about ourselves so we can do more things and it's just how, yeah. you know, and, and and it's, the beautiful part is that we're made with everything we need, literally. And every, like, every one of us. <laughs> and like you said earlier, it's that, that's seeking that constant instant gratification instead of taking that time for yourself to learn something new, to have that conversation that might... Um, help you get through that day right um mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying teenagers feel lost people feel lost there's mm-hmm. that expectation that as when you're an adult you're going to figure it out you're going to know everything everything's going to be fine and as you get older you realize we don't figure it out it's all Holy just like crap. pretending like yes. you've got it all together Seriously. and i'm sick of people pretending that everything is okay you have there's no a lot many, of shit uh, you have no idea how many people come to me and they're like okay talk to me i'm lost you know i'm 50 years old Yes. And what have I done? And I'm like, okay, like you've it, made it to fifty. <laughs> you made it to fifty, and we're not. What do you know? And I understand. <laughs> and I understand that, like you know, yes, we evolve and we change our lives right. and we're changing. We're evolving, you know, all the time. But these people are like, I have no idea. I'm like, well, are you happy with your marriage? No. Are you happy with this? No. Are you? 
Okay, so we have to re read why because they follow this path of like this is what it is, this is what feels safe, this is what has mm-hmm. been taught to me, and here they are miserable. And these are people that are well off, and there's all kinds of there's range of everything. But people that you would think, okay, you have everything, you have money, you have this, you have mm-hmm. you know, they're miserable inside. Why? Because they've and it starts from here when we're young, when we're understanding what is it that the path that we need to take. It is imperative. To make this movement, it is just I yeah, feel and, and yeah, I agree with you. Imperative yeah. to do this, no? yeah. and you know, feeding the ego and not feeding the soul, correct, or mm-hmm. the spirit mm-hmm. creates this imbalance where you know you've achieved, like you say, with people who are wealthy or whatever, mm-hmm. healthy and wealthy, mm-hmm. and you know you've achieved the stuff that your ego has wanted, mm-hmm. and you're hollow and. And sad, you know, mm-hmm. because you haven't fed your truth. Your truth, your right. soul. Right. Absolutely. Right. So it's a huge imperative that we do more of this. More yeah. of truth, yes, more yeah. honesty, more vulnerability. More, more out there. More conversation. Yeah. Acceptance That's of what it. your opinions are beautiful and follow yeah. that encouragement. So people can know like, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. this way. I'm think this way. Let me go this yeah. route. Beautiful. Go do it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. ask yourself, and ask yourself questions for yourself. Right, you know, right. Like rather than assuming that this is the way things are and I'll do them because that's the way things are, you know, and I'm like a good person and I do mm-hmm. what everybody does. Um, you know, ask ask yourself what serves you or what you think is appropriate or what would make sense for you. You know, a, kind of like embrace the fact that y- you're different. I think that it's you know, um, and this whole movement with like you know non gender binary mm. and trans and all of that for me is extremely positive because it's mm. just showing us that there is a huge spectrum. Yeah, and. We are, we don't necessarily have to fit in any of that, mm-hmm. but it, it just tells us that we don't need to fit in, you know. So, like, even for example, like you know, the gender reveal thing. Oh my god, or, I hate I that! Know, right? God, it's <laughs> awful. Like, the, the, awful. The little person isn't born yet, and already like completely stereotyped. Okay, sex reveal, great. Yeah, it's a boy sex or girl. reveal is fine, but That's gender fine. reveal, and then you get, you know, you want, you expect like this to be inundated with like pink for the girl and blue Forever. for the boy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my gosh, it's so and bad. And then the yeah, and, and then it it begins yeah. like. You know, from from when you're the, not even the human is yet. in the yeah exactly <laughs> it's insane yeah you, your identity is 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 your first identity is going to be right um, it's censored already <laughs> your, your gender is already you know it's revealed yeah. it's out there and we yeah. all know you're gonna you know get pink everything and dolls <laughs> and you're pink gonna everything. be talked down to and yes yeah, exactly yeah. and you're not gonna have equal pay and you're yeah not we gonna already <laughs> know you're gonna be oh We've sweetie all, you know in that little you, girl you, voice that you don't talk to boys <laughs> with and oh my god yes. it's Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then also when we talk about sexual orientation, for example, you know, how many times do we talk to little boys and be like, oh, is that your little girlfriend over there? Yeah. You know, yeah. or, or yeah. Yeah. things like that. We're already, this is where we do, this is where it begins. We start instilling these things. Oh yeah. It begins so early. Yeah. It's crazy. So early. Yeah. yeah. And now before they're even born. Yeah, so exactly. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, take a moment, take the time, <laughs> take the time. like think before you? you do yeah. pretty much everything. If you can, yes. you know, get yes. in that space. Yeah. <laughs> and it's harder that it's easy for us to sit here and say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and I'm going to, and work. I'm going to be hard. honest with you. Yeah. Yes. It's hard for anyone. the most enlightened for people all that I've met. All of yeah. us. But you know what? It's, it's, it's taking more time than normal. And yeah, are you going to mess up and fuck up? Yes. But you know what? You need to go back and be like, all right, let's go back next day mm-hmm. and let's let's start doing yeah, it again. Yeah, we all do things And acknowledge from, right. and to do it because you're human. You're going to have bad and good you, days. Yeah. You're going to yeah. mess yeah. up. You're going to do yeah. it. But yeah. understanding the big picture of, wait a minute, you know, am I doing this because I feel bad or am I doing this because I really want to, regardless of who it is. Yeah. Mom, yes. dad, your daughter, your well, son. Well, sometimes, you know, matter. we really all honoring. have like little trigger points, points yeah. from our childhood or whatever and sometimes sure. like one of your triggers gets pushed and you definitely do not think and you just kind of like ah, a, a thousand percent reactive you're human, you're human. you get yeah. very reactive but you know acknowledging that and not acknowledging that so you can feel guilty and be guilt tripped but so you can like re-examine, re-examine it, it and then handle it in a way that's like that, I agree with you a thousand that's percent that's to who you are correct rather than like you know early uh, early childhood triggers that are not something in your control right so yeah it's okay to to revisit and it's okay to uh err so so long as we know it you know like becoming conscious of the way we live you know becoming conscious of of all the little tiny choices we make Mm -hmm. you know instead of like kind of like rushing through life um yeah i think it's like how we change absolutely from from whatever sadness, Huge. loss, uh, anxiety to happiness. Huge transformation. And, and, and nirvana and bliss, you know. Huge transformation. And like yeah, like the Buddha notably, you know, abandoned his family and mm-hmm. abandoned the palace and went and sat out under the banyan tree and became enlightened, right? Mm-hmm. Well we can't all do that because Absolutely. we gotta also right. live. So with you know that's practically right. 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 <laughs> so in practical terms mm-hmm you have to find that fine line between speaking your truth and being honest and being conscious and also understanding the language of the culture and of the of the you know of the others and and speaking that and finding a place for both mm-hmm. you know absolutely but yeah finding the marriage of the mm-hmm. two yeah. is the way to reach as many people as possible mm-hmm. and the people who are not exposed to this who are the people we want to reach mm-hmm. so that's why you know like in the sex academy mm-hmm. you're doing so much more talking yeah and you know sh- explaining and sharing and saying well we're professionals and rather than like you know let's get in a circle naked and you know put things yeah. put things inside you and see how it feels which uh-huh. is more like the 60s way but it didn't take <laughs> yeah right. to, I, in a general right right in the general culture I think to uh, the reason why we we take a more professional approach and stuff like that i mean our topics are you know not considered you know all right. all of a sudden you know super you vanilla all the time right we do like bdsm and shibari and swinging and stuff we do push the boundaries as far as what's considered 
socially mm-hmm. acceptable. And a lot of people right. feel like they don't have to pay for education. Right, exactly. I wish they wouldn't yeah. have to. Yeah. I wish it could be taught by the schools, by exactly. the government. Yeah. Um, but hopefully yeah. we'll get there one day. We're going to get there. We're working we'll on get it. there. Listen, here we are. <laughs> We're yeah. One day it. making yeah. it one at a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah yeah. to that. That's true. That's well, true. thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for so sharing. much. Thank yeah. you for having us. Appreciate it. So, Maya, Avril, um, yes. and everyone out there, thank you for listening thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer and until next week speak sex if I could make love incessantly I would be God